and welcome to Ending Physician Overwhelm. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Mello. I'm a family and obesity medicine physician, as well as a certified life coach for physicians. In this podcast, we talk about how the learned habits of people-pleasing, perfectionism, and a lack of boundaries show up in our lives and how they contribute to burnout, exhaustion, and overwhelm. The healthcare system is broken, my friends, but let's not wait for it to be fixed in order to feel better. Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the show today. I'm recording this episode after a busy weekend and, frankly, after a busy day in clinic. Both of my sons have May birthdays, so we had one party this past weekend, and the next one happens in about two weeks. We had Mother's Day, and I just kicked off the spring 2023 cohort of my group, Healing Perfectionism in Women Physicians. Yes, and of course, today I had clinic, and it was the first day of transitioning to a new electronic medical record for our clinic. Fun times, let me tell you. So today's episode will be short and sweet, but one that I hope you'll listen to maybe a few times and ideally sit down with and do some reflection. One of the hardest questions I give my clients to answer is this, what is it that you really want? It's a simple question, right? Just seven words. And frankly, we could condense it into four. What do you want? This question stops people though. I sometimes get some grimaces. I get a lot of staring, sometimes some big sighs. I haven't once seen a client break out in a big grin and start telling me in an excited voice what their plans are. Not once. Now, Granted, my clients by and large fall into a very specific subset of people. Nearly all are women, nearly all are physicians, many with children, many with partners. Nearly all identify as people pleasers who struggle with boundaries. All have perfectionist habits, and most of them don't identify as perfectionists because they feel like they're a hot mess, barely keeping their heads above water. And although there are a lot of people who fall into this subset of humanity, most feel like they are alone, the only one uniquely flawed. And all struggle with this question, what do you want? If I'm being perfectly honest, I've been dumbfounded by this question and versions of it many times. There's a version of this question such as, what's your five-year plan? That might come from a leader. In my experience, this has always been a male leader. And that version of this question is different and still can be quite challenging to answer, you know, often assuming that the answer, you know, that comes out of your mouth will be entirely professional. I remember being not even a full year into my faculty position, teaching family medicine residents in a community non-academic residency program. And my program director asked me this question. Now, I had a toddler at home, I had a busy clinical practice doing family medicine with OB, and plans for a second baby. And I remember looking at him and answering, well, I just want to do these jobs, and we're planning for another kid. That's my five-year plan. This was not the ambitious answer that he wanted. But frankly, I couldn't imagine taking on more than those things with what I had going on. And amongst the choices that I was aware of for myself, 
it seemed like if I could do some medicine, do some teaching, frankly, to reduce the medicine, wasn't that going to be enough? So that's awkward, right? When we get asked a question like that from a superior and we need a satisfactory answer, but we don't really want to admit that we're struggling and, you know, without a five-year plan conveniently tucked into our back pocket. But here I'm talking about a different question. I'm talking about being asked by a coach, by someone who cares about your well-being and your future in a very particular way, a fellow physician looking you in the eye and asking, what is it that you really want for yourself? So through the power of the podcast here, the Wi-Fi signal or cell phone signal um, that brings my voice to your ears, imagine me looking you in the eye, human to human, and asking you what it is that you really, truly want. At a superficial level, you might immediately spew out a list of things that you don't want. This definitely would have been me. (laughs) And on a bad day, it still can be me. Who who am I kidding? But at least, um, you know, that's, that's what I would have done. It's easier to identify all the things that are bothering us, all the administrative burdens, the ridiculous hoops that clutter up the practice of medicine, the realities of caring for humans. But if you let all that out, get it out of the way, and sit quietly for a few minutes and take some deep, slow breaths, can you answer the question, what do you really want? When someone starts to answer this question, really starts to turn really inward, I sometimes have to pause them and clarify. Imagine if there are no limits, no box, no lid. No fitting in, no playing small, no trying to look good, no trying not to rock the boat. What is that for you? Follow-up question, why? Why do you want that? And the next question, what else? Because this question, what do you want, is an unfolding for many people. Let me give you some examples. Someone might tell me that they really want to travel. Why? Because they want to feel more adventurous or more relaxed or rested. And then if we dig in, we might see that it's not actually necessarily the travel itself, but it's a yearning to feel something that seems unattainable in their lives right now, the way that things are. Another example. I want to run a marathon. Here I am picking on runners again. (laughs) Uh, So somebody told me that I'd say, why? And they might say, oh, because I want to be in great, I would have to be in great shape to do that. I'd have to be in great shape to be a marathon runner. And what else? Why do you want that? Because I'll feel healthy. Because I'll feel proud of myself. The implication here being that right now, they don't feel healthy. They don't feel proud of themselves. And I'm not saying here that people don't really want to travel or, you know, don't really want to run marathons. People do these things all the time. But if you don't currently do much of those things, and, you know, those are things that come up to you that come to your mind when I ask you this question, notice 
what it is that you are seeking, which is really the feeling, the emotion we expect to feel when we get what we want. Out of myself, healthy, adventurous, rested, relaxed, excited, happy, joyful, right? We could go on. Remember back to how you felt in medical school or in residency? You imagined that when you graduated, you would feel confident, you would feel masterful, and that there would be more ease when you became an attending. Am I right? This isn't, of course, unique to us as physicians. It's part of the reason why humans want anything, because of what we expect to feel when we get it, right? If we want to win an award, you know, we may be seeking, you know, affirmation or, you know, um, you know, other people looking up to us, right? But I want to challenge you here to really notice what these emotions are for you that underlie that desire and, you know, see if you can identify it. What is it for you? Is it ease? to feel relaxed, confident, valued, respected, playful. Name the emotions that are behind the thing that you say that you want. And if you can name one or several, take it even further, take it another step. Why don't I feel that way right now? This is not a trick question. Our human emotions are complicated and So many of us have been taught to suppress our emotions as well as our bodily sensations, right? Anyone who has worked even one 24-hour shift, who has had to push through fatigue and hunger and needing to use the bathroom, uh, we know what this feels like. But I'm going to tell you right now that no one is preventing you from having the human emotions that you're seeking. That's not gaslighting. There is no emotional police. And it absolutely can feel like our circumstances are causing our emotions, that people or situations are preventing us from feeling the way that we want to feel, but no one is actually able to remove our ability to feel certain emotions. Now, if I have any neurosurgeons in the audience, if you're listening, please don't come at me with the contrary. Okay. I don't want to know about a procedure where you can actually remove human emotions. I don't want to, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. (laughs) And again, this is not about gaslighting you. If you don't have the emotions that you want right now, I am not blaming you at all. As I mentioned, most of us have been taught that, um, you know, it's not appropriate to be having, you know, certain emotions that we need to you know, be professional, that we leave our feelings at the door, that we, you know, pretend that we don't have them, all of that. But let me be clear, you can have access to all the emotions that humans can feel right at this time, right? Nothing actually prevents you from having those emotions. You may be out of practice with identifying your emotions or naming them. There may be some emotions that feel really off limits to you, especially if you've experienced trauma or shaming for expressing certain emotions in the past. 
you may need help from a trained professional, a therapist, psychiatrist, or a psychologist, coach, etc., to help process the emotions and find safety in your body when feeling these emotions. But you are actually capable of feeling happy, feeling excited, feeling confident right now. So when we do this exercise and we play around with this idea of what it is that you want, you get to see the emotions that you're craving deep down. And then we can figure out how to get started in that direction right now. My mentor talks a lot about building your dream life. And when we can start to identify, you know, that dream life, what it is that we really want, the things that we want to you know, achieve in our life and how we want our lives to feel. She challenges us to find out what is the seed version of that? How can I live a little part of that dream life now? It's the same idea here, right? If I want to feel more of certain emotions, I need to figure out what would it take for me to be able to feel more of that right now? What would it take for me to feel more confident today? What would it take to feel happiness during my day? Emotions are transient. They come and go. And we can start to make changes now that give us little bits of that you know, emotion, even if it feels like it's too small to matter. Without changing jobs, without taking a vacation, without writing your best-selling novel, you can access little bits of these emotions that you want more of now. We might need to change our thoughts. We might need to sit and get clear. We might need to sit and really think about what it is that we really want. It's a simple question, what do you want? But it's not an easy one. And again, I hope that this episode is one that you might come back to. You might listen to this a few times. You might sit down with you know, pen and paper. You might really ponder. What is it that you want? Why do you want it? What else? And just keep going. Whether that is a laundry list of many, many wants that keep flowing out of you, or it's one or just a few wants, but the deeper you go, the more you see what you're really seeking. Identify the emotion how you think you're going to feel when you get what you want. And then ask yourself the question, how can I get some of that feeling now? What would I have to think about differently? What would I need to do to make this possible? And if you do this, imagine what happens next. What happens next is that your brain goes to work to start solving the problem. How can I get that feeling now? Rather than continuing to sit in the space where the emotions that we seek seem unobtainable, off limits, not allowed. Many of us, especially my people pleasers, who are so focused on meeting the wants, needs, and expectations of others really struggle with this exercise, but we can learn how to do this. We can learn how to get comfortable with the idea that we have needs and wants and we can make significant changes. I'm going to wrap us up here for today, but I invite you to think about this exercise. And I really want to be clear that if this work feels too hard, 
If it feels like something you can't do or it feels unsafe in any way, please, please, please allow yourself to get the help and support you need to explore your emotions further. I think that, you know, the combination of traumas that we experience, chronic suppression of our emotions, our self-judgment that we feel when we are angry or resentful or frustrated with people, it causes a lot of difficulty for so many of us, me included for sure. I've been treated for PTSD and I'm grateful because it helped me to rewire some of the circuitry that made it feel safe for me to have certain feelings again. And if the work feels hard, simply because it's hard to ask yourself the question, but it doesn't feel unsafe, challenge yourself to sit and do this activity. You may be really surprised by what you discover, and it may be the start of something amazing. Wrap up here today. Thank you as always for listening and until next time. Bye-bye. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you as always for listening. To learn more about my coaching programs, head to www.healthierforgood.com. And if you love this podcast, please drop us a review on iTunes or support the show by clicking the link in the show notes. Until next time, take care.